I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the Power Platform Show. Hopefully, you get a lot of value out of today's show. In fact, if you enjoy listening to the podcast and you want to be a supporter, consider going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash nz365guy. Now, let's get into this. Today's guest is all the way from Sweden. He is the market store manager that leads the sales team in Ikea. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Mikey Tabrakovic. Michael, welcome to the show. Yeah, big thank you. Thank you. Did I pronounce your name correctly? How do you pronounce it? Miki Tabakovic. So it was pretty close. Nice, nice. Well, it's good to have you on the show. And, and I really are looking forward to unpacking your story about how you're using the Power Platform and Dynamics at IKEA. But before we get there, can you tell me a bit about your family? Tell me about the food that you like to eat or even some Swedish delicacies and then what you like to do for fun. Absolutely. My family, i got three kids. I'm 37 years old. And um, combined with the fun, fun part, it's actually I met my wife only 15 years old. So we are still mm. together. Yeah. And that's oh, not so usual good. nowadays. Yes. I live in here in a small town called Jönköping in Sweden. And uh, my parents came actually from former Yugoslavia in the 70s. Mm -hmm. But I'm born and raised here in Sweden. And my favorite food, it's of course the Swedish meatballs that you can find for a really nice price at Ikea. <laughs> beside beside I that, uh, of course, uh, I do uh, appreciate uh, uh, Balkan food, but also Italian food. Nice, nice. Now, I've had your meatballs from Ikea in uh, in Australia. I had it when I went to Ikea there. And I've also had meatballs in uh, in the times I visited Sweden. But tell me a bit about your fish delicacy. My fish delicacy? Do the Swedes not have a special way of doing fish? Yeah, yeah, we, we do. But I, I, I've never tried it. Uh, so <laughs> I, I cannot share that experience with you, unfortunately. <laughs> it's an interesting dish. <laughs> so... Before we, we jump in and understand your role in the organization, can you tell us a bit about IKEA, the history of IKEA? I am actually living in a country that IKEA does not exist in. So IKEA is not yet in New Zealand. But can you, just for our listeners, you know, do a, bit, a brief history of IKEA? Yeah, and I've been with IKEA for 19 years now and, and started as a part-time co-worker. And that's a lot of people, colleagues of mine, that have been doing similar journeys as I've been doing. And... I think it's connected to our history. IKEA was founded by Ingvar Kamprad in 1943 and only 17 years old or young, I would say. And in that time, he was selling products such as pens, wallets, picture frames, like a mail order business he started up in, in a small town in, in, in Sweden. And in that time, the, the town was a rocky and barrier landscape. And um, when Ingvar grew up, he had to manage with small means. 
to decay of the little that he had. Uh, therefore, it's often said in this place in Sweden, it's called Småland. And Smålanders are stigny and innovative people uh, that have a practical attitude to all problem solvings uh, in everyday life. And that legacy actually still is a part of what IKEA is and explains the, the success that, that the company has been doing the past decades. So IKEA today is a global brand and known as a home furnishing dealer, uh, offering affordable products uh, with good design and comfort to all people all around the world. And even though that we have come a long way, I strongly believe that our vision is more relevant now than ever. And the vision for IKEA is to create a better everyday life for the many people. And that was the thing that that, that captured me uh, in the beginning when I started with IKEA. It was the culture and, and the vision that we, we have as a company. That we have still a lot of new things to explore. And, and if we explore and develop as persons, uh, we will also develop the company. So it's about the entrepreneurial spirit that have been there as, as a part of, of IKEA that have kept me working here for so long time. So tell us a bit about your role within IKEA. Uh, my current role uh, is market manager. That means that I'm responsible for for certain area here in Sweden when it comes to online sales, phone sales, and the physical sales uh, in our store. And before that, I was a deputy sales uh, country manager for, for Sweden. And so your day-to-day role, what does that include doing? What do you, yeah, give us a bit of a feel for the kind of activities you would commonly be doing during the weeks or months. It's about supporting my management team. I have a privilege to have a, a management team uh, in seven, uh, by seven persons. Uh, they, they are hired doing different parts of taking care of, of the both our co-workers and our customers and providing our co-workers with, with right tools to be able to fulfill the needs of our customers, and uh, by that, uh, taking steps towards our vision to create a better everyday life for, for the many people in our area. And for me, it's also important to, to build relationships together with the community around uh, the city that, that we are operating, but also taking care of uh, and predicting what is the future needs of our customers. And especially now, when we are soon, I hope, post-COVID uh, discussions that have been of course affecting not only IKEA, it has been affecting all businesses all around the world. So it has been a lot about navigating in the unknown, being more agile than ever in, in my leadership to, to be able to fulfill the needs of my coworkers, but also my customers. You mentioned there about community engagement in the local community. What type of things do you do to facilitate that? It's connected to, to come closer to areas in, in, uh, in Sweden where we have uh, struggles with uh, people not having, not have afford to, to be able to, to eat for today. Or uh, it also could be connected to sustainability work together with uh, other vendors or partners. How can we give back to the society and help people for having a good life in uh, and outside the homes? Yeah, really good, really good. Tell us about, you know, you've implemented some Microsoft technology within your business. Tell us about the state, you know, what drew you or, or what did you have in place before you came across the solutions that you've implemented? 
the thing we have before in place, we, we, we have the range. Uh, we are experts in, because the range is our identity and how we're presenting the range, uh, both physically in our stores, but also digitally on, on, uh, in our websites. Uh, the competence was there when it comes to the uh, range and how to sell it and also ways of working. But we did not have a structured way of having an overview of the customer journey. So we, in that time, had a homemade build-up XL solution that we use in Sweden. And, uh, of course, in that time, I started to get some questions from, from board members that we actually didn't have answers on. Pipeline sales, what is your market shares, what is the trends that you can see in customer journeys, etc., etc., and that started me to think, okay, what do I need to be able to, because the question was so relevant for us to have and for my coworkers to meeting customers every day to be able to give even a better customer service and customer journey. So what was your process for creating or coming up with a solution? The process was uh, we needed to, to identify uh, okay, what is our challenges. So within our pre-study that we did, we realized that we have an increased amount of volume when it comes to revenue, but also amount of sold kitchens. We also see that interest from B2B market was also there. And how can we then, we, we were actually lacking a, a sales led to be able to, to have a structured way of navigating the, the presented customers, but also the existing customers. And so how did you, you end up choosing Microsoft? Yeah, today uh, and previous, uh, before we, we implemented uh, to Microsoft, IKEA globally are already using solutions uh, from Microsoft, but also other vendors. But the main reason, I would say, was the ability from Microsoft side in Dynamics 365 when it comes to speed and agility and making fast changes because we needed to go from an ID to implementation in such a speed that Microsoft said, we have never done this before, but I, I'm convinced that we will do it. Others said, oh, that's impossible. We at least need between 18 and 36 months. But actually we managed, we had a startup in November and the year after in April, we started the launch out. So approximately six to seven months, we were able to go from an ID to final solution. And so what did that final solution look like? Yeah, if you ask an uh, expert in the area, they will say, uh, yeah, we created a simple CRM tool that is scalable, both within kitchens and B2B, but also in other unidentified areas yet. But if you ask me, I would say it was a revolutional solution for our coworkers and had to be more professional in maintaining and developing our customer meeting. So, okay, so that, that was interesting. So the impact on your business was quite phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our guiding star, when we started, we needed to say, okay, we are going to have uh, heavily discussions. We will have tons of ideas. What do we want to, to, to accomplish as a step one? Because we are pretty early realized that this um, endless experience of possibilities building a Dynamics 365 too. So we put it up. Uh, the aim is to be able to, the customer feels that IKEA sees me and the coworker see, 
feels I see the customer. Yeah. And so tell us a bit about how, you know, who is using that now in the business? And you mentioned it was covered in kitchens and B2B. Are there other divisions that you are planning to roll out? What's, what's your broader vision for the technology? Uh, today, uh, as you said, is uh, the B2B and uh, the kitchens. Uh, and that's been uh, the main focus since we started. Um, there are ongoing discussions now on how to scale it up, uh, both within those areas, but also in other areas. But for now, uh, it's more about to, to really go from good to great within the solution that we are operating within business to business and kitchen sales. Excellent. So one of the things that you said that your, your board was asking you was around what was your sales pipeline? They're asking you what was your market share and what was the trends in customer journey? Do you have the answers now? Yes, yes, we do. Uh, and that's, that's the fantastic part because we choose, okay, what kind of that data do we want to capture and how do we want to scale it up? Uh, so it, everything was connected to how can we make it as easy as possible to use and grow that with the growing business and by that also growing the competence within our coworkers. So what kind of data do we need now to be able to take the next step and leverage our business? Excellent. So are you using something like Power BI to report on your data? What type of tooling are you using for your reporting? Yes, exactly. Uh, that we do. And we're also using data uh, connected to uh, other systems that we have, like how do they browsing and, and our web page, where, uh, where are the dropouts? Uh, and then we, now we have the possibility to see uh, where during the customer journey is our potential and why is that our potential? Mm, mm, mm. That's good. So, so why did you choose Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform? Why, why did you, I take it you went to market and looked at various solutions. What was your, your fundamental reason for choosing these? I would say the main thing was that, that I, I felt with the colleagues of, uh, uh, from Microsoft and Dynamics were uh, eager to try out something totally new. And the new was the time frame. And how can we manage to, to both leverage and capture the, the it's going to affect around 700 coworkers. So how is then the changing process within that frame of time that we have? It's pretty simple. To, to build up uh, the aid, uh, but for me it was complex because I do know nothing about the technology and I'm only knew what I need. So there was a fun part for both sides to see, okay, this is totally new for IKEA, using today in Sweden Excel, tomorrow something else, and we are so open, but always having the guiding star in mind, what do we want to as a step one. It's good. Did you look at any other products besides Dynamics? Within in, in different competitors to, to your solution. And um, from my point of view, my team, when we listened and saw the presentations, everybody had, in my eyes, the same solutions or similar solutions, I would say. It's scalable, etc. Uh, you can capture a lot of different data. You can, etc., etc. But for me, everything was how can we walk the talk and not only talk the talk. And I, I felt when when the sales pitch came from Microsoft that wow, I think here we have a partner, because 
I saw the glint in the eye from, from the colleagues uh, at Microsoft that, okay, everybody's talking about agility and test us because we will test us too with a really tight time frame that we had. In the- yeah. So you mentioned that you, you went from Excel to this platform and of course that was changing, you know, the, the way 700 staff, the way they did their job. How did the staff adopt the new technology? What's been the feedback you've heard from them? Yeah, it was uh, when we were building the the solution, uh, it was really important to have it like, uh, let's secure, like every new technology, there's a changing process, of course, in ways of working, etc. And change management was required. But we didn't actually told the the opposite way. We didn't know any piloting in, in some stores. No, we didn't. We didn't test any beta versions. No, we didn't. Because in an early stage, we involved the end users developing the last parts of it. So that meant we needed minimum time of education and trainings because the aim was to make it so simple like you taking down a new app and start to use it. Because you and me taking down an app, we don't go any trainings on how to use that app. It's more test and trial. And that was so genius of us to do so because when we then develop it, it's easy to add features. So we had the app. We, often when you take down an app, there's an update. Sometimes you don't even know what the update is because you don't read it, what, what the update actually is. But then you find out. So for us was, let's the solution grow with the business and grow with when the coworkers are ready for the next interface and the next step, developing the customer meeting in the end. I like it. I like it. How has the pandemic, the COVID-19, how has that, how has your solution played a part in it? Has there been any impact? I will link that to to the benefits uh, using Dynamics 365. And I actually, before this meeting we have today, uh, question some end users. And they're saying, nowadays we can secure a world-class customer experience. And some of them still remember the goal that we had is achieved that it means that the customer feels that we see them. So connected to the pandemic, I would say it's in a positive way, 100%. Because now we have have had the ability to build up data that have been used during the pandemic, but also that will be used after pandemic. And both within B2B and kitchens. Because now we can be there some steps ahead of our competitors when we're entering if I can say the new normal everyday life. Yeah. And now we are starting to get ready to explore what can we more do with that data? How can we convert it to AI technology, et cetera, et cetera. It's excellent. It's excellent. So have you changed the system much since you've implemented it? Have you, have you, you know, released new features, done more in it? A lot of minor changes have been done. Uh, I would say since day one. And uh, that's one of the many good things uh, with using Dynamics 365. Yeah. Yeah, it's flexibility, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm -mm -mm. And so future plans, what do you see or how are you going to use the technology within your business? Yeah, it's more being in front of predicting the future. How will businesses work going forward? What type of businesses will allow co-workers working from home? What type of businesses will change the way of interacting in physical places that they're owning today? Will they have the setup that they have today? How will they interact with, with the co-workers, uh, etc.? And then when it comes to kitchens, 
kitchens have before been for many people around the world the heart of the home and i think even more now than before covid a lot of activities is taking place in the kitchen not only cooking food it's about uh, meeting family and friends uh, it's about doing homework a lot of people have for sure worked uh, in the kitchens so how will the design and kitchens look like going forward both from a sustainability point of view as i mentioned also with the data that we captured since we started, how can we now take the next step and explore AI in our meeting with our customers? Yeah, wow. It's, I love the holistic approach you have to it. Thank you. I always like to wrap up the show with a few random questions. So this is not related to what we've just discussed, but just about life in general. And I always worry sometimes when I ask these questions, do they translate across culture? So I will try them on you. Is that okay? Absolutely. Let's okay, the first one. Would you rather give up your smartphone or your computer? My computer. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would you choose? Speed. Speed. Wow. Okay, good, good, good. And the final one, what's one family tradition that's your favorite? Evening dinners. Getting all my family together. Oh, I love it. I love it. Mika, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure to have you on and for to hear your story. It has been a pleasure to be here. Big thanks to you too. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Business Application MVP, Mark Smith, also known as the NZ365 Guy. If there's a guest you'd like to see on the show, please message me on LinkedIn and let me know. If you want to support the show, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash nz365guy. Hey, thanks again for listening. Hopefully you got some value out of hearing the IKEA story today. Stay safe out there and see you next time.